On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we will be talking to our good buddy, John Rostein. He joins the show. He calls in. It was, as always... It's almost March, so he's getting yeah. close. He's fired up. He was honestly more fired up than we even expected, so we're very excited about that. Good to, he, good to hear. It, we, we talked to him about this budding empire that he has. It's <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I, I said this in the interview, but mm. I just... We talked to him uh, uh, what one year ago. What if I told ago. you a man yeah. became a brand? Yes. John Rostein. One year ago, we talked to John Rostein, and the whole premise was, uh, who is this guy? I know nothing about him. Now, I feel like I know John Rostein better than I know myself. Mm-hmm. I see him everywhere. He's all over everything. Um, so we talked about that a little bit, but uh, it was a fun interview, as it always is with him. He, he, he delivers the goods. Yeah, it's one of those things where we want John Rothstein to come on here, give us scoops, you know, let us know what the pulse of the nation is out in college yeah. basketball nation. He didn't give us any of that, you know no, what I no, mean? No, he doesn't. He, yeah, he kind of just came on, made fun of us for not knowing yeah. what was really going on, and yeah. you know, that's the show, that's what we want. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Uh, we're also going to get a Pac-12 update from Tate, yes. uh, a lot of stuff going on in the Pac-12. Quietly, as it always is with the Pac-12, very, very quietly, yes, almost silent, a whisper. Quietly, yes. The one of the most competitive conference races we have in college basketball right now. Well, quietly. we have to we have to say Jay Wright went on a Fox broadcast this weekend and said that in the big uh, the Big East, the new Big East, uh, all ten teams can win the national championship right now, as it including DePaul, including DePaul. Who's so one congr- in ten in the congratulations conference? Congratulations, the Blue Demons! You can win the national championship. Hang the banner. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, Jay could Wright win the it. national championship. He's won two. Uh, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna do a Pac-12 update. We're gonna talk to to Rostein. We're gonna cover a little bit uh, more. There's there's some wacky stuff going on in the world of college basketball, as there always is. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, it is Thursday night. We are here in uh, L.A. in the studio. Uh, Joining us for the first time in this new iteration of the program, Moses, my dog, my golden retriever. Yes, the official mascot of Titus and Tate. He's he's laying down on the floor right now. <laughs> he's knocked out. It's like it's like eight fifteen. He's had a long day. Um, no, we, we brought him in because Tate. The uh, I don't know if you saw this. The dog show that was on FS One. <laughs> I on actually the Fox did not Family see Network. this. Uh, so we should definitely cut this out. Uh, this is not a company man move. But I did not watch this. But I did see the vitriol on Twitter. People were very upset about. Oh this. yeah, Daniel the Golden Retriever. Yes. It's my understanding that Golden Retriever has won um, the sporting group only like three times in the history of the Westminster Dog wow. Show. Wow. Which is you have to win the sporting group and then you get Moses. You hearing this? Yeah, Mo- that's why he's here. <laughs> the he's disrespect. fired up. He came in here. It's a Fox production. He came in here. <laughs> Wanting heads to roll. Yeah. Um, I even got my. If you can see it, if you're watching us on YouTube, and you can yeah. go to the go to the Fox Sports YouTube. I there got my go. uh, yeah. uh, Golden Retriever hat on. Team Golden Retriever all the way. Um, Daniel captivates the audience. Mm. Tate captivates the world. Uh, the, the Golden Retriever has never ever won was at Westminster. Um, this is something that's been going on since like 1877. Wow, everyone's getting excited because <laughs> everybody thought? loves Golden Retrievers. Yes. And the, the 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 dog is is got this momentum. He wins the sporting group, which never even happens. He he's the Cinderella story, and then they hand it to a, a goddamn poodle for what like was the thirtieth time in a row. What it's was always the a poodle. Name? And why why was the poodle? who cares? Okay, okay. No the poodle. He just had a fancy haircut, mm. and the, the golden retriever was clearly the better dog. And America was upset, but it's one of those things. It's like Adam Morrison in the uh, Maui mm-hmm. Invitational, where even though you lose, you're the, actually the winner. Mm-hmm. Like no one remembers. Well, it's not true. A lot of people remember, but no one. Just go with it. No one remembers who beat Adam Morrison in the Mount Invitation, or that Adam Morrison even lost. That Here, Gonzaga team here's a lost. better one, American Idol reference. That was on Fox, right? There we oh, go. here we go. Ruben stuttered. He won, but everyone yep. remembers Clay Aiken. 
Right? Wasn't he second? Exactly. There you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Great. So uh, Company, Daniel man. Daniel did not win the Westminster thing, but he won our hearts, and that's what matters most. So. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I feel upset uh, for all the uh, bias against all the golden retrievers out in the world. I mean, they have a tough life out there, I'm sure. Um, and, yeah, Moses doesn't seem phased, Moses, so we're fine. We're, we're, okay. we're going to make him a part of the show. If he's awake, if he's alive, for God's sakes, by the end of the show, this guy is knocked the hell out. <laughs> Look, but there's we're the gonna, Pac-12 fans right there. Yeah, <laughs> there they are. Moses, what's the Pac-12 <laughs> update? Give it to us. Um, we're going to do something with him at the end of the show. Uh, he, we're, he's going to give us our, his picks for yes. the weekend. Uh, so you have that to look forward and to. And, of course, people, if you didn't see this, Moses picked uh, the North Carolina Duke game, and he picked North mm-hmm. Carolina. Then he decided he wanted both snacks, picked Duke, which yep. meant he knew overtime was coming, and he knew this would happen. I so. was I was really bummed, but then someone pointed out to me that he – if because I was bummed because I thought he had the right pick, but mm-hmm. then someone pointed out he actually had the spread correctly. So he picked Carolina to cover. He didn't pick Carolina to win. And I had that, a old... that got lost in translation <laughs> when I was talking to Moses about his pick. So. There was an old phrase <laughs> that I used to like to use, which I don't even know if I own it anymore, but right logic, wrong pick. <laughs> yes. And uh, Moses had the right logic. That's exactly wrong right. Pick. Uh, let's get to it, Tate. We just witnessed uh, the Colorado Buffaloes go on a 20-0 run in the first half against mm-hmm. Oregon. Um, Oregon is undefeated at home this year. Uh, and it looked like Colorado was going to run away with it, and then the wheels fell off. And it's gone. And it's gone. And Oregon blew Colorado out in the end. It was Colorado just let the clock run out, and they looked. It, it was it was a very very weird vibe, as yes. it always is with the Pac-12. Well, and let's be honest. The reason that was a weird vibe was Mark Jackson happened to be in the in between Dave Pash and Bill Walton tonight, and. He, he just provided a full show for us, and Bill Walton provided a full show for us because, again, this is the Conference of Champions. Again, this was the championship game in Bill Walton's mind. He reminded you know that plenty of times throughout the night. And uh, if you look around the arena, we saw Phil Knight, right? We mm-hmm. saw Dylan Brooks. This is officially the season where every time an NBA player is a- attached to any program, they're going to be backing around the campus. So we saw Dylan Brooks. We saw Bull Bull. We saw Chris Boucher, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a bunch of guys that were back around. So it was a scene. It should have been a huge stage. And again, the Pac-12 update, uh, it was not, really, yeah. in the end. It, it felt very quiet, and you even brought it up. You were like, feels like no one even knew it's what It's so weird was. that this game was for first place in the Pac-12. We now have like a, a 10-way tie in the Pac-12 at the top of the standings. It really is like weirdly. <laughs> I looked up the, the standings because they said, at one point they say in the broadcast that UCLA is still in the hunt. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? what? Yeah. Did you say UCLA, coached by Mick Cronin, is in the hunt for the Pac-12 title? That can't be true. So I looked it up. I'll be goddamn. They're right there. They're game back in the loss column, as is seemingly every team in the Pac-12. So going into tonight, these were the top two teams. And it felt like, I don't know, in any other conference in this country, like that matters. Mm-hmm. The teams like know what's at stake. Um, <laughs> Colorado went on a 20 0 run, Tate. They were, they were blowing Oregon out. And as Oregon started making the comeback, Colorado looked like it, it honestly looks, when you watch Pac 12 games, it looks like there's no scoreboard in the arena. Mm-hmm. It looks like both the teams are out there mm-hmm. just having fun. They're just trying to get some exercise. They break a sweat. They're, they're, they're really happy. They're like, this is what I'm here for. You know how, like, I'm, I'm older when I play pickup basketball now. I, I honestly do not pay attention to anything except, like, just getting some cardio in. That's what I feel like these guys do. Is they're just like, everybody's here to get some cardio. Yeah, yeah. Just got to get, stay in shape. Just got to get a nice, moist forehead. That's all I'm really after. Love this gear I got for free. Colorado yeah. is, like, letting the game slip away. And even Tad Boyle's like, I don't know. Time out, I guess. I don't know. Meanwhile, like, Bill Walton <laughs> is losing his mind. Yeah, talking about the Amazon River and, and all types of things. Yelling at Dave there's, Pash. There's no sense of, like. Comparing Peyton Pritchard to both Stephen Curry and Larry yeah. Bird. So Mark Jackson at one point had to just say, I, I don't think he's either one of those guys, Bill. <laughs> 
like everything else you were saying, not that. It's uh, it it's staggering. It's you could you could convince you could take someone that's never watched college basketball before and show them Pac-12 games, and they'd just be like, "There's something different about this conference." Well, there's it feels a little different. Here's something they wouldn't What's say. Going this on? is definitely the conference of champions. <laughs> They would not say Did that. Did you see? Uh, I'll let you get to the Pac-12 update because you <laughs> no, you have all the notes. I know. I'm, I'm saying you're all your notes. You always prepare a lot of notes. But uh, we we were watching uh, PTI together yesterday, mm. and Kornheiser just go because what was the story? Mel Tucker, right? Yes. Went left Colorado mm-hmm. to to go to uh, Michigan State right after he had got done saying like I'll never leave Colorado. Right after he was like, that's always the last tweet before they yeah. change the avatar and change and the they, yeah. bio. And then they I'm do, the head coach and all the Colorado team. fans are are mm-hmm. replying with the uh, Leo and Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere, you know, like that whole thing. <laughs> and then like 24 and hours later, gone. he's gone. <laughs> and then uh, Kornheiser, well, Bud, Kornheiser, uh, uh, what did he say? He was like, he said the Pac-12 was leftover dinner meat or yes, something like yes. that. Leftover dinner oh, meat my God. and said that they were and then today, scraps. Yeah. And then today, like the next day, the, the, uh, we, I didn't actually hear it. We had it on one of the TVs that we were watching the IU-Iowa game. Yeah. They come on and they say uh, – uh, is How the, do we fix the Pac-12? Yeah, is, is, are these problems temporary or are they yes. permanent? Is the Pac-12 ever – like can mm. it be salvaged? Can the Pac-12 ever be salvaged? So, eek. I think it's it rough. can be. Yeah, I think it can <laughs> be. There, there's hope, right? I mean, Bill Walton is still there. He's still going strong and everything seems well. And you mentioned it. Can it happen? UCLA, right? Let's start with the Pac-12 update. Let's okay, start go with ahead. UCLA. Go let's, start, let's start with Nick Cronin's team. Uh, undefeated. And you're you're saying you're saying, in what in what way like you just did it earlier, not on right? the season yeah, no, no, no. surely not on the season no, no, no. we would have heard about it <laughs> yes, exactly undefeated well I don't know San Diego State we didn't hear about it uh, undefeated when holding opponents to seventy three or fewer points great this season mm-hmm. uh, congratulations That's I don't know fantastic. I don't That's know a great who, stat I don't know why that was sent to me but someone sent me that stat I didn't even check it so it may not even be true but I'm gonna go ahead and say it is so UCLA thirteen and 0, 73 or fewer point, points on the season so congratulations to their team uh, Washington uh, is in last place in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. But just one game back of Washington State. Um, so is that's, that true? That can't be true. No, it's a hundred percent true, and they're battling it out <laughs> uh, at the true. bottom. At the bottom of the Pac-12, uh, one game back of Washington State. Washington, Washington State. Who will be the dog of I the wish, entire Pac-12? I wish someone cared enough about the Pac-12 to fact check all of your stats. Definitely so don't. No definitely don't. My, what I try to create with the Pac-12 update is stakes. You know what I mean? I'm not talking was, about leftover scraps. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about filet mignon. The best we got, maybe three days old. Maybe, you know in uh, The Big Short when Anthony Bourdain, they cut to him, and he's like, you know, this fish is three days old, but I'm going to make a little stew here. Yeah. And this is like how he <laughs> explains the CDOs or whatever. That's like the Pac-12, Pac-12. basketball experience. It's like, it's not really the fresh fish, but we got a nice little stew for you. Um, anyway, speaking of stewing, let's keep it going. Uh, sportsmanship. It's something that the Pac-12 has pride themselves on. Don't leave home without um, it. Yeah, exactly. Like it, like you said, the score doesn't matter. We love each other. We're going to hug this thing out. And... In fact, we saw it in the Stanford game last Saturday. Jared Hass, we, we had Oscar De Silva for Stanford goes down with a, a face laceration. It was a very scary moment, scary injury. We will be serious about it. You didn't see this, right? I didn't see this, This no. is a Pac-12 update, right? I didn't All see right. This. Guy goes down. Man speaks six languages. He's a star uh, for the Stanford team, and you know they're down in this game. Uh, in Colorado, he goes down. It was a very solemn moment, right? A somber moment. And uh, anyways, this is not sportsmanship that happened, Jared House said, the coach of Stanford. He said, this is humanity. That's what happened today. All the teams, they got together, and they had like wow. a nice little moment. And I said to myself... This is the conference of champions. This is beyond no. basketball. No. This is humanity. That, that would never, is what we like to no, see. No, that would never have happened in the old Big East. Oh, okay. you know, the, well, in the old Big East, you step just, on his face again. It's just different you kick, out west. You, you kick him out. 
Just different out west. You kick them again. We got humanity in this conference. Uh, so again, that was that was a big moment uh, for this weekend. And I want to go back to UCLA because again, like you brought up, they are probably the biggest story in college basketball west of the Mississippi. When you are talking about the town of Westwood, right? Just like that little pocket. That's all. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're the biggest story. Everyone's they're talking about them in Westwood. Just in that just, little bubble. Just in that little bubble. Westwood, West okay. Mississippi, okay. but in that little bubble. But Bill Walton, after the game, brings it up. He says they can still make a run. And I have to ask you today, because you are the Mick Cronin whisperer, uh-huh. do you think they have a real legitimate chance to actually make a run? Because, uh, you know, Mick Cronin, I don't necessarily believe in Mick Cronin making okay, a run so with his team. But Chris Smith says they have a chance. They're, they finally bought in. They're, they're one game back. Team. I can't believe this either. They're one game back of the Pac-12 lead yes. in the loss column. I oh. think they're two games back in the win column. But uh, Again, everyone in the Pac-12 has at least four losses pretty much right. in conference. And they have five. So <laughs> that's one. Yes. Pac-12 correct. update. <laughs> uh, they got the Washington teams at home this yes. weekend in the the Washington trip. Like Again, you said, the, the, two the two worst teams, teams in the conference. Which I don't I don't I don't believe you. I don't believe that step, but I'll, we'll go with it. Uh Washington's definitely the worst. So say they get those two wins. Maybe maybe they're on to something. They're going to win yeah. those two games, right? Yeah. Surely. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now where where do they Don't they, call me surely. They're they're one game back. I don't know what the rest of their schedule is. They have Arizona coming in again. Mm-hmm. They've already won in Tucson. Yes. I know they have the Arizona teams coming. I think it's next weekend, maybe two weekends because I was thinking about going to those games. Okay. Um why not? Why not? <laughs> right. Why that's not? That's what we want. Why not UCLA? I think that's the Pac-12 update. Why not? Why, Why not, not UCLA? It, like it, chaos should ensue. You know, this is Mick Cronin's first year. They've actually bought in. Apparently, again, like I said, Chris Smith told Andy Katz that he said we have bought in. We officially have decided we don't want to score points anymore. We just yeah. want to play defense and we just want to get yelled at by our coach. Remember when the Pac-12? We really thought the Pac-12 was. Uh, it, it still is better in the ACC, by the way. Yeah, but it we is. thought yeah. uh, this Pac- year. The Pac-12, I was, like, really excited about it in non-conference play because Washington looked like they – Washington's the only team that's beaten Baylor, by the way. It's hilarious. In the Alaska. number one team in the country. In yeah. Alaska. Um, but Washington, all those freshmen that they have, McDaniels, Stewart. Uh, we know Kawadi Green from John is, Calipari this fame. This Green's fourth one in time. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Arizona I was excited about, obviously, with mm-hmm. Nico Nation and, and those freshmen, uh, Najee. Um, and then uh, uh, we had Colorado, who was really good. Obviously, Oregon was surging. They went at, at Michigan. Peyton Pritchard looked like National Player of the Year there for a while. He's probably still going to be a first-team All-American. But um, there was a moment where I was like, man, I'm going to be watching a ton of Pac-12 basketball. And then I started researching, and I saw that like half the games are on Pac-12 Network, and no one gets it. Do you it, know so when like, that moment mind. was for me? It was uh, in Chapel Hill when you know North Carolina was down about 14 points you know, to Ohio uh-huh. State at the time. And I said, I'm going to have to watch all these Pac-12 games. Let me figure out what's going on with these teams. Yeah. And again, your whole list, everything seemed exciting, and here we are. And I guess it is exciting. It is exciting. It's like, still open. I'm not even joking. Uh, if you are really interested in, in watching a conference race, I mean, the Big Ten is exciting. I haven't looked at all the standings. I, I assume the SEC is pretty close because LSU was at the top. And, Auburn. And yeah, they're not Kentucky great. And Kentucky, is, yeah. that's pretty exciting. Big East, Seton Hall kind of has it in the bag, but they just lost. But we just learned to, that it's completely – any team can win the Big yeah, East. Yeah, exactly. Yes. DePaul, could, DePaul could make a run. Yes. <laughs> if they just win 10 of their next three, yeah. they'll yeah. be right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so like, but, like, the Big Ten is, is, is obviously super fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the SEC is really good. Big 12 is basically Kansas and Baylor at this point. Uh, they'll probably split it. Like Kansas will probably win the rematch, mm-hmm. and then they'll both have one loss, and that'll be that. But uh, but the Pac-12, I mean, it's right up there in terms of, like, if you don't care about anything else other than who is going to win this thing, I want to see a good conference race. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pac-12 is your answer. And that's the update, folks. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the update. The Pac-12. It's here. 
and we're gonna watch. It's <laughs> it's here, and we're gonna watch, and that's it. Oh my god, fun uh, times. Do we have anything else to say? I mean, do you have any Pac-12 notes? Usually, you at least have one. Well, Pac-12 I had team. I had Bill Bill Walton said on the broadcast tonight yes. that uh, five of the top twelve teams <laughs> in women's basketball are in the Pac-12. Ooh, so it is still the conference of basketball royalty. Um, just more so on the women's side, it appears. Well, look, that's all that really matters. Basketball is basketball, right? So congratulations. I just, uh, I just, yeah, I, 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 it was a tough week for us Pac-12 fans watching, watching Kornheiser and, and Wilbon just basically saying like the Pac-12 is dead. It's leftover dinner meat. Can it be salvaged? Every like this coach who says I'm staying in the Pac-12, I'm willing to be at Colorado forever. The Pac-12 cannot financially stack up against the Big Ten and the SEC. Well, then Colorado football became uh, a mid-major because there were some people that were saying that you know it was a good job, and then there were some NFL offensive coordinators. I think it was the Chiefs offensive coordinator. I can't I can't mm-hmm. remember the whole story. That you know basically it was a step down for him to go to Colorado, and yeah. that was even more of a smack in the face. You know what I mean? That's a Pac-12 power program, and you know they have their whole all the traditions and everything. So. It's not a mid-major program. I, I cannot. Whoever st- said all that? I, I cannot stress enough. I'm out of football. I don't. The care. answer for the Pac-12. I'm an XFL guy. The way you salvage the Pac-12, as I've said for years, is we need promotion and relegation in the Pac-12 mm. just for basketball. Yes. To get San Diego, like if San Diego State and Gonzaga were bump in the Pac-12 up. right now, bump them up. Oh my God, it'd be great. And then you kick out Washington because they <laughs> like put some stakes on these games, like Washington, Washington State wow. game. Suddenly it matters. The loser gets bumped down to the like the Mountain West. Come you're on, playing Kyle in the Smith. WCC. Yeah. Come on, Kyle Smith. Win this game. If you're telling me that like, yeah, Mike Hopkins is gonna throw the kitchen sink of whatever it takes. If yes. he's like, if I got a coach in the he's WCC. Like, I will next literally year? throw yeah. a sink. What do I have to do? It's great. You tell me. Tell like honestly, tell like the East Coast is hundred percent tuning in. Are they not? If you yeah, live because that's the goal of the Pac twelve. You're trying to captivate the attention of the entire country, but it's very hard. The only answer so far is Bill Walton. Mm-hmm. That's the only way they mm-hmm. figured it out. But if you're telling me these games will send the loser, if Cal versus Washington mm-hmm. and the loser has to go play against West Coast like or Big West, they they got to go play in the Big West next year. I'm watching that game. And I'm 100% and, watching and that game. And the next year, Washington will probably not win the Big West, which is even funnier. <laughs> they get bumped down go, again. Hey, watch the Big West. They just keep falling down. <laughs> well, we're in the CAA this year, unfortunately. That was that's a great it. update. Yeah, that's uh, all right. That's it. Let's get to the interview. Let's. Uh, this is our interview with John Rostein, our buddy. Uh, he 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 came in, guns a blazing as he always does, full of catchphrases. Go. You, my my advice: mm. listen to this interview like five different times and try to catch all the uh, all the little phrases that Rostein sprinkles in there. I didn't even catch them all. I was I was mm-hmm. the one in the conversation and I couldn't even keep <laughs> yeah, up with John. It's like getting hit. It's all over. Coming from everywhere. So uh, here it is: our interview with John Rostein, and here we go. All right, quick break to get aware from our sponsor, Purple Mattress. That's right, Mark, Purple Mattress. We do have a sponsor, and they want me to ask you a question. How did you sleep last I night? I slept horribly, Tate. I'm not even – I'm add aside, I actually did sleep horribly. I pinched my nerve uh, in my neck. I woke up horribly. It's, it, was, it was a very bad day for me. Rubbed a lot of icy hot on myself. Hook me up, Purple Mattress. Can I please, please, please give me a solution? Listen to this, man. And if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try Purple Mattress. Again, the founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds and wheelchairs. In 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. That's right, scientific mattress from the Purple Mattress family. That is all good stuff. The Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this. This brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. 
Yes, that's right. It was not like the memory phone you're used to. The purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. For a 100-night risk-free trial, if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund, backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and free returns, free in-home setup, and old mattress removal. You're going to love Purple, and right now, our listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts that's all, that... <laughs> That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text Tate. I didn't even see this. Just text Tate to 84888. <laughs> the only way to get this free pillow is to text Tate to 84888. I'm sorry, what? That's T-A-T-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. You're, this, is, this, this is hilarious because they did this for Dollar Shave Club already. Purple, <laughs> purple. send me a mattress or something Let's for be God's honest. sakes. Let's no be honest. respect. No one wants to put make the promo. It has to be four letters and it can't be tits. <laughs> we have to figure out what the other one is. We have to figure it out. Help us out. What is our promo code? We can't figure this Mose, out. Mose, M-O-S-E. Yeah, make I like the promo Mose. code Mose. Mose. He's the mascot. Thanks, Purple Mattress. Now to John Rostein. All right, joining us on the line is our good friend, uh, John Rostein. He is the host of the College Troops Today podcast with John Rostein. He is the host of Stuffed with John Rostein, a new YouTube show that we are very excited to oh, talk about. Oh, very excited, yes. He, is, he, he, he graces uh, CBS Sports with his face if you turn on the TV at any time. Let's be honest. He's the face of college basketball. He is the face of yes. college basketball. You can also find him on Twitter, Instagram. The man has built an empire. He's selling T-shirts. John, I want to start there. The last time we talked to you, um, well, we talked. We had you on after you got engaged, and we'll get to that in a second. How that's how the wedding plans are coming. <laughs> but before that, we talked to you at the Final Four last year, and part of our intrigue was this idea that you're just like this, this, this interesting robot that exists in college basketball. Nobody really knows a lot about you. My, how a lot right. changes in a year. You're a star. You've built this empire where you're selling merch, and you're you're all you have all sorts of uh, media everything going on. How did this happen? Uh, first of all, it's great to be on with you guys, as always. It's great. That means that college basketball is stepping more into the spotlight when Titus and Tate call you. Mm. Second of all, I am far from being a star. I have miles and miles to go in my career. There are so many more things that I hope to accomplish and that I have not accomplished yet. So while I appreciate your kind introduction, I am a long way from where I one day hope to be. Oh, humble, humble, humble. That. That's it. why we love him. That's why we. Um, so you're obviously a big college basketball guy. You are the college basketball guy. Uh, Tate and I a couple weeks ago, we got kind of frustrated, mostly because our team sucked this year. John, um, Ohio State, North Carolina are not good. <laughs> not too great. So we took it out on the entire sport and just kind of went in on how this is a down year. How this isn't. Um, you know, there's not as many good players, not as many good teams. All that kind of stuff. But I feel like if there's one guy in the college basketball world that is all in no matter what, it's you. <laughs> and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Um, so can you can you hype us back up? Because March Madness is around the corner. We want to be excited about it. We need the juice. Jimmy. Yeah. So like, tell the people why this is not a bad year for college basketball. It's actually been awesome, and, and everyone should be very excited. Well, the great thing, and I think the thing that's, you know, really brought people into college basketball, especially over the last 10 years, ever since Brad Stevens and Butler went to the national championship game back to back in 2010 and 2011, is just the fact that more and more teams from non-power conferences like a Dayton or a San Diego State this year have a chance to go far in the NCAA tournament. We've seen that happen 
a lot in the last decade. You know, it happened with VCU. It happened with Butler. It happened with Wichita State. I understand why people from the periphery want a Final Four like we saw in 2012 with Kentucky, Kansas, Ohio State, and Louisville. I, I would love that. Why people from the peri- yeah, I understand <laughs> why people from the periphery want a Final Four like we had in 2015 with Wisconsin, Kentucky, Michigan State, and Duke. And I understand why people from the periphery, just like they wouldn't golf for Tiger Woods, want to see Duke play deep into the NCAA tournament like they did last year with Zion Williamson only to lose in the Elite Eight to Michigan State. I get all that. And that draws in the casual fan. But for college basketball people, the people who are living in it right now, day in, day out, by the minute, by the second, by the hour, we have right now a tournament about a month away that's going to start, which could be as unpredictable an NCAA tournament as we've seen in recent memory. And in all my years covering the sport, maybe ever. I mean, the 2011 NCAA tournament had UConn a three seed, Kentucky a four seed, and then VCU and Butler on the other side of the bracket in the final four. This could be crazier than that. And Mm -hmm. I understand why some casual fans may want to see the Blue Bloods. But if you want an equal opportunity tournament where we could have a final four that features Baylor, Creighton, San Diego State, and Dayton, 2020 is your year. I just, I'm worried about, so you brought up 2011. Uh, VCU Butler was a horrible game. And then (laughs) Butler UConn was a horrible game in the title. That's the only concern I have. That's it. But I, I I'm with you. I understand. I understand your concern. I understand all the points that you're making. But I think we have some of these teams right now that are coming to the forefront that are unbelievable teams and unbelievable stories. I mean, in your home state of Ohio, we've got mm-hmm. the Dayton Flyers, who are the most aesthetically pleasing team in college basketball, and yes. I don't even know if it's close. You have a Baylor team that has really seen a reincarnation as a program because you guys remember this. There was a while where Scott Drew was recruiting guys like Perry Jones the third, mm-hmm. or like Quincy Miller and trying to get some of the top prospects. I throw Isaiah Austin into that mix as well. And he now has built the best team in the country behind a player in Macy Oteague, who was at UNC Asheville, behind a guy in Freddie Gillespie, who was once a Division Three player and is now maybe the best defensive big man in the game. And a guy in Jared Butler who initially committed to Alabama and is now the best player on a Baylor team that has a legitimate chance and has an inside track to win a Big 12 regular season title. You're right, John. I mean, I mean, you keep listening to these teams and these names, and they really matter, of course. But I want to ask you about a team that's trying to find glory again, because we, we're talking about the Baylors and, and, you know, the Daytons, the good storylines, but a team that I'm fascinated by, and we've always been fascinated by, by this team, and, and honestly, it's because of Mark Turgeon. It's about, you know, the lineage of this program. But Maryland, sure. they're the, they're the sure. only Big Ten team, right? They're has, the Big Ten? Is that yeah, true? Yes, they're, they are <laughs> the Big Ten, that's surprisingly the, uh, Wow. Enough. Yeah. They have a real shot at being potentially – actually, they have the only shot in the Big Ten to be a one seed mm-hmm. if they made a real right. run. Is Maryland right. a real team, a real contender, or are they a pretender like we both think they Ooh, are? Oh, I like that segment. Contender, contender well, well, pretender, well, defender, ascender. Well, the Big Ten is the best league in college basketball, and Maryland has the highest ceiling out of any team in the Big Ten. They've got veteran guard play. They've got a guy who's on the cusp of being an All-American in Jalen Smith, but – there are certain things that have to happen for Maryland to be a team to go back to Atlanta where it won a national championship in 2002. Aaron Wiggins, guys, to me, has to emerge into a bona fide knockdown 15 to 18 point per game score 
for Maryland to have a chance to go to a Final Four and win a national championship. I look at Aaron Wiggins as the key to this run, just like Tyler Dorsey was the key to the Oregon team in 2017. Like needing a guy just to bury buckets. And another thing I think is that if Wiggins is going to become that guy and you know you're getting big moments from Cowan and you know you're getting big moments from Ayala, your best team is going to be with Daryl Morsell at the four. So it could be a smaller look. But yeah, I think out of all the teams in the Big Ten, Maryland's got the best chance to go to a Final Four. You know you're a college basketball guru when you say Aaron Wiggins needs to be like Tyler, Tyler Dorsey in 2017. Dorsey, yeah. You know what I mean? And if you said that to a casual fan, they're like, I have no idea. You could say that who to are, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Is that what you're talking you about? You could what? say that to college basketball media guys, and they're like, who? Yeah. <laughs> as, as John was talking, it's funny enough, John, you can't see us, uh, but as you were talking, I was looking up Maryland's roster. I was like, who are these? Uh, is Melo, Smith Melo Trimble still on the team? What's going on over there? Uh, who do, so uh, who who do you think is the best team in the country right now? Because this is a controversial thing. A lot of different teams. Baylor's obviously been number one for a while. Gonzaga was number one. They're the only team to lose number one without losing a game um, this season. Meanwhile, San Diego State has not lost a game at all. Um, do you, right. Is San Diego State undefeated enough, do you think? Or should they be more undefeated? Do you think that's their problem? <laughs> well, I mean, they've answered every challenge that they've had to take on. And the amazing thing to me, guys, is this, you know, three of the starters on San Diego State, Malachi Flynn, KJ Fagan, and Yanni Wetzel were not active players in that program last year. Wetzel and obviously Fagan were grad transfers and Malachi Flynn was sitting out as a transfer from Washington State. So this is the first time these guys are playing together. But, you know, from what I have gathered, I did a lot of phone calls today, you know, with people on the West Coast and people in the Wild West Conference. Those guys were motivated to win. Malachi Flynn didn't win at Washington State. KJ Fagan didn't win at Santa Clara. And Yanni Wetzel was on a Vanderbilt team last year that did not win a game in the SEC. This is the first time they're going through all this. This is fantastic. So there you go, Tate. So North Carolina losing a lot of games right yes. now. But the good news is, they're they're instilling okay. the desire walk, to win. Walk me yeah. through it. Okay, so you lose a lot. So all the players yes. are losing this year, and right okay. now they're saying to themselves, "I hate this." So next year, Carolina should be good. Oh, they'll be back. Just okay, have that. Have that light at the end of the tunnel. Perfect. So, but but who do you like, John? Who if uh, not? I'm not saying win the national championship. I'm because we all know the best team doesn't always win it. I'm just saying from no what you've seen right now, who do you think is the best team in college basketball? Well, we know that the best team doesn't always win it because the best team in 2011 was Ohio State, and then they ran into Thank Brandon you. Knight in the Sweet 16. Thank you, John. In the refs. I don't even remember what happened, but it's probably the refs also. Well, I mean, you, Bad you, know, you, know what was amazing, <laughs> you know what was amazing about that team? Coach Mata would always start Dallas Lauderdale, mm -hmm. and then, like, you know, at the 17-minute mark, Kraft would come in off the bench, and then your spacing would be better. John Diebler, you know, was out there looking like Sarunas, Yasekevich's in the 2004 Olympics when, you know, the USA lost when Stefan Marbury was the point guard. Yes, Larry stuff. Brown's team. I love it, yeah, John. Larry, Larry Brown's team. Like, Diebler that year was out of this world. But, you know, uh -huh. Calipari had an unbelievable tournament. You know, think about the run. I mean, that Kentucky team struggled to win road games in the SEC that year. And then they go out and they beat a very good Princeton team coached by Sidney Johnson. And then Calipari beats Huggins, Mata, and Roy Williams back-to-back-to-back to, back to, back to get to a Final Four. So I can't believe – I asked you who the best team in college basketball was, and you're making Yasekevich's references, and you're going, oh, this guy's so, – what a run that so was. The, the best team right now, and look, if we're going to be fair, and I, I said this time and time again, 
how would we treat Baylor if Baylor had Kansas, Duke, or Kentucky across its chest? Mm-hmm. Because here's the fact. Baylor right now has played 23 games this season. And in 22, they've won. And in the one game they lost, they had control over the game in Alaska against Washington for 38 minutes. So to me, it's not even close right now. Baylor, especially with what they have defensively, Baylor's got three of the top 12 to 13 defenders in the country in Davion Mitchell, in Freddie Gillespie, and in Mark Vital, a player whose will is truly greater than its spill, than its skill. And remember this, guys, when Mark Vital plays, there's no such thing as 50-50 balls. It's 90-10 balls. Love it. I love it. Is that, is that the? Is that no a, wonder you sell T-shirts. Yeah, John. I was gonna say like, all just, these phrases. They're just like they have so much punch behind um, them. John, I want to play a game with you. So uh, I, I I gave you a heads up on this a little bit, but uh, so your new show is stuffed on YouTube. Uh, it 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 right. pairs the two things that you know and love in this world, which is college basketball and eating food. Um, that that is that is the premise, correct? That's how you describe it to people. Yeah, I mean, it's food and college basketball is not you know. Much better combinations than that in life. Yeah. You guys know that. You hung out. We, we hung out socially in LA last spring. We did. Yeah, yeah. We had food and we watched college basketball. <laughs> yes, it checks that's, out. That's what we do when we get together. Um, so here's what I want to do. You're also plugged in. You're you're one of the you're one of the best source guys in the in the industry. You you have all the the right. feelers on on who's about to get fired. That's what we're really interested in. These coaches. Uh, yeah. So here's the premise, John. I'm going to give you coaches' names, and you tell us. Uh, you tell us how hot their seat is, and give us like a food item, how spicy it is, to to just signify. Ask me, just ask me about a school, and I'll give you an honest assessment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to because promote the show, John. I'm trying. <laughs> no, I gotta, we, we can promote stuff at another time. Just ask me about a coach, and add all right, well, okay, okay, well, the broadcast. I'll fill you in. Okay, so uh, Shaka Smart. Hmm. Shaka Smart needs to show, you know, from a basketball perspective, Shaka Smart needs to show, in my opinion, tangible success down the stretch of the Big 12 season. Now, one thing I want to point out is this. Texas has been snake-bitten with injuries. Like, I don't think they lose the game on Saturday against Texas Tech if Jace Febris didn't get hurt. But I am going to say this. Based on what I think everybody thought was going to happen when Shaka went to Texas and based on what's happened, it's been a major disappointment, especially when Rick Barnes went to 16 NCAA tournaments in 17 years. But, like, here's the thing, guys, and this is something you guys both know because, you know, we all cover this every day. Shaka Smart's going to get a check for 10-5 if Texas was just going to buy him out and say you're fired. I mean, that's a lot of calamari. I mean, Tate, you just mm-hmm. can't go to your Bank of America ATM no. and say, yeah, I'd like to withdraw a 10-5. But also keep, keep in mind this. This is, a, this is one thing that, you know, I always think about. So if you're paying your current coach 3-5, you are obviously going to be in a scenario where you're going to have to pay the next guy probably 4-5 or mm-hmm. maybe even $5 million, especially if it's somebody like Chris Beard who already makes $4.5 million. So think about this for a second. So how many athletic departments, let alone are going to pay somebody $10.5 million to go away and then have to pay a new coach in the neighborhood of maybe 5 to $6 million a year? And you know this, Texas Tech would up the ante or any other school might up the ante for their coach because he's got to be a good enough coach that he's being courted by Texas. So I agree with you that the results have been disappointing. The product has not been what a lot of people thought it would be. He's still owed $10.5 million. So you're saying the Texas Athletic Department is cheap. That's what you're saying, John. No, we're kidding. Hey, but, yeah, but, look, but, but, I know, but look, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of calamari, you know, it's a lot of calamari, uh, it, yes. 
It's a lot of calamari. All right. We don't want to talk about being chiefs, all right? You guys were on scholarship with me in Santa Monica last night. Remember that? <laughs> all right. Uh, rip, we'll rip through these. Uh, Danny Manning. I mean, you want? I mean, another Big guy. Just tell us. Just tell us if he's getting fired or not. That's really what we want. We want to know the <laughs> no, scoop. Like, just tell I, us. I, is I, he getting I, fired? I give you. I I give you the facts. Okay. We don't I want the facts, John. Yeah, yeah. We want the we want the bullet point. We want to be able to tweet out a link, a ten second clip of you just being like, "He's done. Gone. Get him out no. of here." We just need one word. Gone. <laughs> no, I mean, Danny Manning has a substantial buyout, even more so than Shaka Smart, and what? it's going to take obviously a massive, massive either booster or somebody obviously at Wake Forest to get the money. But Danny Manning's buyout last year was in the neighborhood of $18 million. Oh my God. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll double check that, but it was a significant. That's almost, that's almost twice my buyout. Part. Right. No, I mean, <laughs> hey, look, everybody knows when they hang out with Mark Titus that they're dealing for all intents and purposes with, with somebody who's in 10 figures. There you go. Uh, uh, what so about Greg? Go, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna give you, go on to the next name. You got other Danny Manning thoughts? No, I, I, I'm just. Uh, this is what I, I give context as a reporter and as a journalist. Danny Manning went to the NCAA tournament. He obviously yeah. lost John Collins a couple of years ago. And guys, here's a perfect example. And this is another topic, but we've talked about it a little bit in our visits. You know, we have so many people, okay, in college basketball leaving college when they're not ready, and we think about it more at the bigger programs. But, you know, Wake Forest losing guys like Brian Crawford or Doral Moore, mm-hmm. that crushes a program like Wake because they can't just retool like a Duke or a Kentucky or Kansas. You know what I mean? Absolutely. All right. We're, we're going to yeah. do it this way, John. I have seven more names. And uh, I, I, oh I'm going to give you the seven <laughs> names, and you just tell me how many of those seven are going to be fired and not be coaching their teams. I, I, uh, and then I, that I, way you don't have to say which ones. Just, just say we gone or good. Gone season. or good. Don't, you don't have to tell it. You don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we don't I'm have to go. We don't have to. No, listen, Jeff. We don't. That. We don't have to go individual guys. I'm just going to give you seven names. Can you give me a number? How many of these seven? You don't have to say which seven. Okay. Which of the seven? There just give go. me a number. No, so we no, have... I don't. Want, I don't want to do that because I'm. I'm. I'm here to give the context. We've got my guy. You know, Mark Titus is like you know running the pledge circuit right now for Alpha Alpha, Alpha Epsilon C, and we got Tate right now. You know, with his feet up, like watching you know highlights of. Jerry Stackhouse in 95 and Anton Jamison in 98 thinking go. that they were actually going to go to San Antonio and beat Utah in that national semifinal. Oh, come on. My yeah. heart, John. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I give you the context all right. from the reporting side from the facts. Yeah, okay, facts. okay so facts Greg Gard, Chris Collins, Josh Pastner, Archie Miller, Dave Lado, Mick Cronin, Roy Williams, Jim Christian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. Why would you put Roy Williams or Mick oh, Cronin? Oh, so you are. So now you're doing it. Oh, interesting. What are the facts? No, I, wanna, no, I was trying to get you. See, here, here's what I was trying to. It's a little journalism trick, John. I was trying to get you to give out a number, and you, you say two, and then I was going to be like, "Oh, Roy, because Roy wanted the yeah. two. I don't know. Uh. No, all right. You're too smart for all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm too smart. <laughs> let's, let's keep it moving. Keep it moving. Let's talk about your wedding. Uh, is it still on? Is it? Uh, what What is on your is registry? Still on? What is the weird? I mean, I haven't got to save the date yet. That's why I'm wondering. Oh. Uh, are you guys he seems crash? upset. You're upset. We're, you yeah, we're going to crash. Uh, what's the weirdest thing that you put on your wedding registry? Have you done the registry yet? Well, I, I, well, I mean, you guys have hung out with myself and Alana, my beautiful fiance, yes. a yes. couple of times. So, like, Very lovely. I, 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 as you can tell, um, especially this time of year, have not probably fully participated in the registry. You know, I kind of <laughs> made a couple of suggestions with the food and with the band, but I kind of told her, I said, you know, 
on April 10th, when I get back from the final four, I will dive into helping more with the wedding. And she said, what if I have questions in May? I said, Hey, you know, the rules we sleep in May. (laughs) (laughs) Can I, can I ask you said about the band and food, what were the two items that you said band wise? Was it, they have to play shout and then the food wise, they have to have crab cakes or what was it? Uh, food, I think I was pretty picky on like the late night food, like after everybody's had Ooh. like their dessert. And also, pizza. and I also yeah, pizza. Hour. some pizza place in Manhattan New, you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. New York pizza. New York <laughs> pizza. So I was pretty picky, picky on that. And I wanted to make sure that like, you know, the band had some good vibes. So like, you know, people could dance a little bit. Like I'm not one of these people yeah. who like want to go to a wedding and like, you know, get crazy to journey or Bon Jovi. I needed something with a little bit of a beat. Who's the who's the most famous person you're inviting? I assume it's going to be a coach. Have you figured that out yet? Uh, Bob Huggins. I, I, I would I would say probably famous person would probably be Kevin Carter, my friend from CBS Sports, who was a member of the Super Bowl champion uh, St. Louis Rams defensive end. There we go. All right, and us. Yeah, that and guy. Us. That guy guy's nasty. He, he could kill somebody with his hand, like squeeze him and choke him to death. Um, <laughs> is that well, a threat, John? <laughs> If we no, show no, no, up. I'm just telling you, like, <laughs> like this guy, like, like he's, he's the greatest guy in the world, but like you could tell, like if he really wanted to kill somebody with his hand, he, you know, <laughs> he has like the ability to do like the Darth Vader death grip without like actually using the force. I, f- I feel like you're telling us he's not invited to the wedding. He's hired as security of the wedding <laughs> yes, to keep, to keep us, us out. Just, yeah, case, exactly. just, just in case any podcasters from LA show up without, without, without him. Statement. What's, what's the bachelor party plan? Do you have that figured out? Ah, uh, you know, I I, t- I need to get through the conference. You're, you're so, he's so he's too locked in. He's Come locked on. in, man. This yeah. guy. Yeah, oh like, my god. I'll deal with the stuff when I get, and I'm still like you know working on next year's top 45. Okay, uh, I had one other question for you. So the the final four this year is in Atlanta. Uh, Tate has half a mind to stick around um, because a few days after the final four, after the national championship, is the Masters in Augusta, just down the road. So Tate and I have right. been discussing the the idea of going to Augusta. One thing that I am going to Augusta. Tate is going to Augusta. Yes, I yes. might be going. Well, one thing that turns me off is you have to basically surrender your cell phone when you get in. Um, you seem yeah, like a guy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you seem God. like a guy who's always plugged in and on your phone. Do you have any tips on how to smuggle a cell phone into places you're not supposed to have a cell phone? No, no but I wouldn't put myself in that position. <laughs> you just, like, you just turn around and leave. But it's over. Well, the season's example, over, John. Like, like Alana has like you know Alana has really gotten into like hot yoga and she's like the rule is though you can't bring your cell phone and I was like all right I will never do that so like I <laughs> if I ever like if I like lift I want to jump in the sauna or something like that I put the cell phone right outside the door so I can see if it rings or, or not so at least I have control I would never ever surrender my cell phone it's bad enough when you're on like the flight and the Wi-Fi doesn't work like I get this anxiety like what if something happens. Like, yeah, so I would never be able to surrender my cell phone. I would remove myself from the situation immediately. Can I ask, what's the worst case scenario that could happen in college basketball that you missed by not having your cell phone? You know, like, what would be the emergency that... He treats all scoops the same. That's one thing I love about you, John, is if Coach K passed away on the sideline, you would treat that scoop the same as if a kid transferred from Hofstra to to Fordham. That that averages two points a game. You treat it all the same. When we got the news last time we were doing the podcast that Justice Justice Kithcart, the one-time pick commit, like he was a grad transfer to Nichols. I mean, there's always a place for it. <laughs> we, we, we're we 100% having you on at the Final Four, and we're just going to basically – we're going to do like a four-hour interview where the whole point is just we're just trying to catch you doing a scoop live on the air. 
as we're doing. But the truth is, but we can't. We we're we're not going to be out in the public. We just got to kind of do it like yeah, yeah, either in like in like in like you know hotel room or like an office. Right. We'll figure it out. Uh, anything else, Tate? No, John. It's, been, it's great to talk to you, and I, I know you're watching college basketball right now, so that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Are you, are you guys gonna ask? Are you gonna ask me about like you know March Madness or stuffed or anything? Or you just kind of that, that's it. That's all we got. I mean, I yeah, tried uh, to I tried to do the you crossover. Got mad when we brought up promo. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to do some food. I, I mean, you, you wanted to do like the connect the dots with like I mean the Buffalo Wild Wing sauces, and like all of a sudden, like all of a sudden we were that, before you know it, Titus had us like in left field with a hockey stick. That is. <laughs> That is true. You told us last time, uh, you're not a B-dubs guy. Can we take you to B-dubs? That's what I really want. I want that to be my wedding gift to you, is I want to take you to B-dubs, and we just smash wings. But I don't know if there are any in New York. New York does not seem like – that feels like a Jersey thing. Yeah, you, you got to go drive to Jersey, Jersey to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to go to B-dubs. Go to Newark. Yeah, we should we should watch games together at B-dubs, John. We got to make well, this Well, so if I go to B-dubs, then I'd be cheating on Bar Coastal, which you guys have not had yet. Terry Style wings right. from Bar Coastal, 78th and 1st. The best wing pound for pound inch for inch in America. Who? Uh, here's a March Madness question. Here's a here's a college basketball question. We'll let you get out of here. Who's your player of the year pick? Who, who's going to win it? You don't like giving opinions. That's one thing you hate doing is like being opinionated. So that's, that, that's not that's not true. <laughs> okay. Well, then who do you? All right. So who do you who do you who do you, uh, you, you who, who do you want to pick? You just you just you just asked me. You just asked me who was the best team in college basketball, and I gave you Baylor. I said the you Big said Yesikevichish. You're making Yesikevichish references to try right, to divert away from it. You, you, you asked me, you know, about Maryland. I said they have the you know the highest ceiling in the Big Ten. Those are opinions. You guys right, want right, to explain right. so you can count the bodies. Yeah, yes, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, I, 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 I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Miles Powell did not have a great game against Creighton last night. He's had a couple of bad games. The way he has redefined his game in the sense that he's added the ability to get his teammates more involved. Like Romaro Gill is one of the most approved players in the country. Miles Powell's had a big hand in that. But I will say this. I think you've got as close a national player of the year race as I've seen in quite some time. Mm -hmm. Right now, my first team are All-Americans are Peyton Pritchard, Marcus Howard, Miles Powell, Obi Toppin, and Luca Garza. To mm -hmm. me, Powell, Toppin, and Garza are in the top three for national player of the year. I'm right there with you. You're you're so you're a pal over Marcus Howard guy for for Big East Player of the Year. Well, I mean his his team has had more success, right? Know? So I right. I, know, I I look I look at you know one team's in first place, the other team's in fifth place. I think you have to reward that, you know, for all intents and purposes, and and give Seton Hall the nod from that regard. That's why Miles Powell is ahead of Marcus Howard. There's something to be said too for just making your teammates better. And you look at the packages that Kevin Willard has put in for him offensively. There's more rim runs. There's more, obviously, opportunities to get his teammates involved. He's a really special player. And you have to remember that he's a player that, you know, got hurt and his team kind of held down the fort a little bit without him. But, guys, I mean, early in the season, and, you know, Tom Izzo said this when I was at the game in Newark. He said, Miles Powell is one of the best players that I've coached against in college basketball, not just this year, but ever. He had 37 mm -hmm. against Michigan mm -hmm. State. So, I, I remember, yeah. yeah. So um, how's that for opinion? That's side? that's a great. That's yeah, actually a great opinion. That you, the Miles Miles Powell over Marcus Howard. Just be prepared for Marquette people on Twitter to. Yeah, they're gonna be very next. upset about this. But yeah. otherwise, yeah, yeah but, we, you know, we have you your mean, back though. No, I, I know you do, but you know the, the good news is you know is you kind of learn what what fan bases are like gum on your shoe, and the other <laughs> ones are just like you know flies by your ear. You just want to swat away. Yeah, there it's you fantastic. go. Well, John, we're, yeah, we're not teammates, but you make us better, John. We just wanted to say that. We we love you. Thank you for coming on. You have an open invitation to come on the show whenever you want. Uh, we will definitely have you back on at the Final Four if the schedules allow. Um, John Rostin, College Hoops 
today podcast with John Rostin. Every, everything everything he does Check is with stuff. John Rostin. That's good brand yes. awareness. It's yes. like stuff with John Rostin, College Troops podcast, College Troops Today podcast with John Rostin, CBS Sports with John Rostin. I think they changed the name of the network. Mm. Um, yeah, and he's selling <laughs> T-shirts. He's <laughs> he's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. Go follow the man. If you're listening to the show and you're not plugged in on who John Rostin is, shame on you. Fix that. John, thank you so much, buddy. Thanks, John. All right, thank you to John Rostin. Uh, can't say enough about him. Just I will say this: the, the first time we had Ross, you know, he was so nice and cordial with both of us, and you know, he was very. It seemed like he was almost yeah. excited to talk to us, and now he just comes out. He's famous now. Well, he's just shooting yeah. from the hip. The, I, when he came on before, he was trying to get his name out there as something other than like this guy mm-hmm. on Twitter that's a robot. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. now he is a celebrity. Now yes. he's super famous. He is the face of college basketball. He 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 can do that. He's earned the right to do that. Uh, one thing I, I love like about it. him is what you see is what you get with that guy. Like <laughs> yeah. you try, I've tried as hard as I can to find a common connection between him and I that's outside of the world of college basketball. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, let's talk about food. Maybe you have a show. He's like, I really don't basketball. really eat food, Mark. I'm only watching <laughs> games. So uh, what are you asking again? Let's talk about it. Peyton Pritchard, best player in the country, <laughs> loves rom. He's locked in at all times. It's yeah. not a bit. It's not shtick. For Twitter, he's just that way at all times, and we love him for it. And he's serious, and he's like old school about it. You know what I mean? He's like, I wake up at six a.m. Mm-hmm. and I just check all the scores. You know, I run through everything, and, and I'm not sure if that's true or not. Billis, but it sounds right. Billis has his tweet scheduled. His Jeezy quote tweet. Yeah, Billis let's, is. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. The, the you know Jeezy that, quotes they were dead ten years ago. You know that Billis is scheduling those though, right? Like he's he's got like whatever bot set up that they automatically tweet. Rothstein's actually waking up every morning and tweeting rising ground. Absolutely, yeah. That's like, the difference. And that's, young Jeezy yeah. <laughs> now goes by Jeezy. Send the cease and desist. Yeah. Get your lyrics back. Own your lyrics. Rostin is manually doing it. Um, I will say this. I'm going to take him to task, though. We, I was trying to do a thing with the hot seat coaches, as yes. you just listened. Uh, and he did not buy in. He's, he's not. He, he's a little. He's, he's not listening to the show, so I can say this. He's a he thinks cowardly. that coaches are listening to this show. That yeah. was the problem. He coaches. They're not listening. The They're not listening. Rostin, a little cowardly, if I yeah, can say so. Come on. Um. So let's let's do this for him. Let's do. I don't want to do what your answer is. Mm-hmm. I want to do what John Rostein's answer is. Exactly. On whether these coaches yes. are going. So to So this be fired. is on the record as on John the record. Yes. You can quote yes. this if you're listening. If you're a media outlet, if you're one of the coaches that we're going to be talking about, yes. these are John Rostein. Hyphen words. Titus and Tate. Hyphen John yes. Rostein. <laughs> yes. So uh, let, let's do it for him. Shock is smart. Is he getting fired? Gone. Gone. He get him out of here. Boom. Uh, Danny Manning. Good. You think he's good? Good. You think Beat he's North sticking Carolina around by a lot? A lot of money. We heard I, John Rothstein say this. A lot of money involved. So good. Okay. All right. Shaka, they're going to pay the money. I don't. No, no, Because no, we no. called him cheap. I don't. I don't. I don't do. I. I don't do money. This is the problem that John had. Is like I don't do contracts. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to know the details. I don't. <laughs> I, like. I just want to know. Like is the, he, you're like the Patriots <laughs> friends when they heard about Garoppolo and Brady and the same agent. They were just like, I don't want to know that. I just want both of them. Keep them here for me. I just want to know, can he win, damn it? Can he win? Can he get my program back? And if the answer is no, get him out of here. Uh, gone. Gone. Get him out of here. Gone. Greg Gard. Gone. <laughs> I think Greg Gard's going to stay. Okay, he's gone for you? you for John, John, for John. John. For John. For John. For John. For John. Not for you. For, for John. John. Gone. I think John thinks Greg Gard's gone. Gone. Chris Collins. He's staying. I good. think John, John says he's staying. I think he's good. Yeah. Northwestern, uh, they went to the tournament that one time. Uh, Josh Pastner. Good. Surprisingly good. Just beat Louisville. Yes. That's why he's good. Next week could be. What gone. happened there? I saw Wara had two points. Exactly. That's what happened. Four turnovers. What happened was, uh, let's be honest, Louisville winning that game, they're saying, we're playing Georgia Tech tonight. Nice. Uh-huh. W. And they lost. Uh, so, Passner is sticking around. But for that. good. That's enough to keep Josh Passner. Exactly. Um, 
Archie Miller. Good. He's good. He's definitely Very good. good. Should have won the game with Bob Knight there, but I kind of like that they've played well tonight, you know, yep. instead. That's yep. good. Good coach. Uh, Dave Lato, who I was Ooh. shocked. I thought he was already – I thought the – I'll be honest. I thought the Paul's resurgence this year was because Dave Lato was fired <laughs> and they hired a new guy, and no. I just didn't know who they hired yet. But it turns out it's still Dave Lato. He got past the scandal. Yeah, and, and, he, and he's moving on. There was all like the assistant coach kind of thing coming up, and he was like, "I'm gonna stay here, and I'm gonna win games now." So good, Dave Leto, good. That's his plan, and it was working for like half the season, and now they're one and ten. But as you said, Jay Wright said they could win the national exactly. championship. So yeah, good. Uh, Jim Christian, Boston College. <sighs> this is a tough one because I think Boston College again, you know, a team that mm-hmm. plays over their talent, a team that beat North Carolina in the Dean Dome. Not that it really matters, but that was a good win. And I think Jim Christian's a good coach. Gone. <laughs> he's gone. All right, uh, Mick Cronin. I think John is getting. Is I think him. he's good. I you think, think he's good. I think Mick Cronin is good because John Rothstein wants Mick Cronin to be at UCLA for the scoop. For the scoop game. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. That's what we have to think about. What's good for the scoop? What's good for What's good for Rothstein is Cronin sticking around for like one or two more yes. years. And yes. Then, yeah. Okay. And then finally, Roy Williams, who I, I couldn't believe. Yeah, I couldn't believe John put this on this list. Like when we were yeah. making the list, he's he like, said, yeah, he, he put Roy on the said list. He said, gone. I said, Roy. I was like, he's a legend. He goes, yeah, but you, you paying attention to what he's doing this year? I was like, wow, John. Bang. Wow. That's, Bang. Uh, John. So, what? so he's on fired. Top of it. So John's saying Roy's going to get yes, fired this year. He said he's gone. That's crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine? Shocking. Heard it put that, first. Is that a quotable? Can we get that out to the world? <laughs> John Rosin says, Roy Williams has to go. When will North Carolina be back once Roy Williams is gone, John Rothstein? Oh, man. So there you have it. That's who John Rothstein meant to say was going to be fire. What games do we need to talk about? What else we got to cover here? We got to talk about quickly uh, the Illinois game, uh, which, you know, was was a game that Rocket Watts, a guy that we had been talking about Mm -hmm. with Michigan State, will he ever have a game that he actually plays up to, quote, unquote, his talent level? He doesn't. Michigan State's blowing out Illinois in this game that was pretty much set up for Brad Underwood to wear the orange jacket and say, this is Illinois. We are here. We're a real team, you know, a real contender. And they make a big comeback. Darren Williams is there, and he does the free throw with Kofi Cock. Yeah. Co- you know, Coburn Co- does. Coburn. Coburn. I almost called him, you Come know, on. his real name. Coburn. We'll bleep that out. Coffee <laughs> Coburn. Uh, and he does the free throw the same time as Darren Williams. It's a beautiful moment. They get the lead, but they end up obviously losing. Uh, and, and it was unfortunate with it with knee injury, but it was apparently. Sumu, uh, yeah, apparently it's fine, right? It's fine, I yeah. think, but I don't know how he was fine because, like, that. It was not a great was, sight. I'm glad he's fine because that is a brutal way to end your season as an individual player. If you like yes. blew out his knee, and he came back, could have gone to the draft yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah. So it all that's not it was good. a tough loss for Illinois, but it was a cool moment with Darren Williams being back in the building. And I have to say this: Illinois is back. Boom. Illinois is back. Yes, not gone despite good. losing. Yes, they're, they're still, still back. back. Yes, because yeah. Michigan State had to win that game. Illinois, Illinois also had to win that game. But to, to they did. The they 10. did win it that game win. in in the moral sense that they made the comeback. Do you realize they had that the spectacle? We talked about this with John. They won the PR you, war. You talked. To, oh, we talked about it with John that Maryland is in first place in the Big Ten right now. Do you realize that Penn State is in second place? <laughs> Are you aware of this, Tate? Boom, boom. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations to the Nittany Lions. Congratulations to Penn State. I have an idea. I, I think, think I, it was the Pat Chambers talk on so the last podcast. You know, uh, you know how we did the Seton Hall thing where um, when. We talked about Seton Hall. Uh, they they tweeted, they retweeted mm-hmm. us, or they follow. I saw the Seton Hall account, the men's basketball account, followed us. Yes, I kind of, I kind of want to do. Uh, I want to make this a thing where uh, I don't know. I want to do like a social experiment where everyone <laughs> listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. I want them to be in on it. But I want to do. So here's what. Here's my idea. Yes. Uh, 
I I, th- I feel like these teams like this is a big year for for teams that are having years that make no sense to their fans. So mm-hmm. their fans are just desperate to be like, will, will someone notice us? This has happened with San Diego State. Mm-hmm. They're undefeated and they feel like, how are we ranked fourth? This doesn't make any sense. Um, West Virginia. There have been a lot of West Virginia fans that are tweeting at me saying, when are you going to talk about West Virginia? Uh, which they just lost to Kansas, by the way, mm-hmm. at home. wasn't mm-hmm. even on TV. It was on ESPN+. Plus. What the hell? Yeah, exclusively. On exclusively ESPN. Yeah, on very ESPN+. exclusive. Yeah, we cannot watch that game. So I, it doesn't count. I saw Roethlisberger was there, by the way. Did you see that? No, what was he doing there? Uh, he was he was sitting next to the. Uh, I I only saw the. I didn't watch the game. I'm yeah, not subscribed. Yeah, yeah, Kick yeah, rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't have that. that. Yeah. Um, Roethlisberger was. He had his big beard. He looked like the Mountaineer, and he was like sitting next to the Mountaineer, and then put on his cap, and it was a whole thing. And again, left. Ben Roethlisberger did not go to West Virginia. He went to Miami of Ohio. Yeah. So I guess he's just identified also, he's a himself a as a Mountaineer guy, which is like yeah, I that's a rivalry. Had a rivalry with. That's old biggies. Sorry, that's old, sorry. We're getting in our. It's old biggies. Never mind. So here's matter. my idea. So I want to make. Uh, if if you've been following our our new iteration of the podcast, so what happens is Fox is as I said filming all of our shows. They put mm-hmm. them on YouTube, and then they take these little clips from us <laughs> talking to one another. Yes. And they they, they make their little sound bites mm-hmm. and they put them on YouTube mm-hmm. and then just try to get some conversation mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I find it hilarious because the kids call it content. We're just too, yeah, that's how you make content. Yes. You and I are just two jackasses talking about college basketball, mm-hmm. but like you could clip it up to make it seem like like I'm sure the they do a great job here. Uh, they're gonna do something with like a little Pac-12 discussion, and they're gonna make it. Oh my God, is the Pac-12 the best league? Even though we spent <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we spent 15 minutes <laughs> shitting on the Pac-12. So my idea, Tate, is I want to make just like a fake video that Fox can then crop out, and they tweet it. And the goal here is yes. to get Penn State fan. I pick Penn State because I feel like they're a great target. The goal here is to get the Penn State Twitter account mm-hmm. to like retweet it and follow me and be like, thank you for having our back. Is this your Tony Carr revenge? You're like, I'm yes. going to trick yes. Penn State into believing that is. I believe so in them. Everyone listening knows what's about to happen. Yes. I'm now going to turn to the camera and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prepare myself. I'm, I got my notes here. I'm going to try to do a thing right here. I'm going to just basically do like a Dickie V rant. And then I'm gonna, I want them to clip it oh, up. Oh, baby, come on, yeah. baby. I want them yeah. to clip it up. And actually, I shouldn't look at the camera because that makes it too obvious. Yeah, yeah. yeah I should look at you. Okay, yeah, look at me, and then, but then look at the camera. Like you know, what I yeah. mean? look at the camera lovingly, as okay. if you're speaking right into their soul. All right, here we go. So, yes. so because Penn State just won it at Purdue. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll okay. go over. Okay, start it. Okay, Tate, I gotta tell you, I oh. am I am absolutely disgusted at at just the disrespect that Penn State is getting. Like, Seriously, every you're seeing all these all the talk about the Big Ten. It's Maryland. It's mm. it's it's Illinois resurgence. Michigan mm. State is up there. We're talking about Ohio State and mm. Michigan, and mm-hmm. are they good? Purdue's putting a ton of points. Mm-hmm. Iowa's got Luca Garza. When are people going to talk about Penn State? They've won seven in a row. They just beat the brakes off Purdue and Mackey Arena, one of the hardest places to win in the country. They they are one of five teams, I believe, in the top twenty. Of Ken Palm in offense and defense, Tate. They have five true road wins. This is a I, listen. Count them. You're looking five. at me. You're looking. I can see it in your yeah, eyes. I'm, you, I I'm didn't saying. Know this. I'm this saying Penn State's me. great, and yes. you have that look like you're out of your mind, Tate. Whether you believe it or not, <laughs> Penn State is a Final Four contender. Lock it in. And there it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah, we'll yeah. cut that up. I want them. We'll to tweet go to the that Final out. Yeah, yeah. I think that could get some good engagement. I think I Penn think State people really like that. That, that yeah. was good. All right. Yeah. Uh, good. I just want to try that. See where it goes. Can you just do that every week? I really just, should. Yeah. Just pick one. It's team like it, it's my and pander. It's my social experiment. Like I don't think anyone because like all the Penn State people don't really follow basketball. So like no one's li- none, no Penn State people are listening to the show. So you just get a little clip out there and throw it out there. And that's all it takes. Can I do the opposite of that? Where like if one of these teams follows me, I turn on them and then I just call them out. And I'm just like, get a, stop following me, Lipscomb. Like, I don't like your program. Not about you. 
Um, yeah, let, let's do that. That'd be great. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's the goal. If, if the goal here is we're trying to get Penn State, the the Penn State men's basketball account, to retweet the the yeah, video. This will happen. Get, let it yeah, happen. We're gonna we're gonna let it happen. Uh, anything else before we get to Moses? Uh, shout outs and closeouts. Yeah, shout outs. Okay, yeah, and then we'll we'll do Moses picks at the very end. Yeah, here. let's do some shout outs. Uh, I just want to shout out in general uh, to Rutgers. This was shown to me by Kristen, one of our producers. Okay, so Rutgers versus Maryland. This is New Jersey versus the state of Maryland. Apparently, uh, at one point, Maryland put out this tweet that we tweeted uh, the Big Ten said the day, basically saying that what was it called? Something wherever they do their free throws that they're in, this five percent worse, right? And then Rutgers comes back and it's like our fans make it seven percent worse from the free throw line, and then Maryland comes back their account this is the account by the way not like these are two people uh this is the account and the account comes back and says well all the people in new jersey want to go to maryland and then you know new jersey's like what and then the state of new jersey has a apparently a twitter account they come back and said you know nobody from jersey wants to go down and get crabs <laughs> boom that was roasted. The, ooh, Rutgers, like that. Rutgers wins uh and that's another win for Rutgers, and it makes me once again not believe in maryland and uh here we go Rutgers basketball. You, you got owned by the state of New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's DJ Pauly D working yes. the Jersey. The, big big <laughs> week Jersey. for New Jersey. Like, you know, World Wide West and Leon Rose are going from Ocean City, New Jersey to the New York Knicks. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a good time if you're in Jersey. Um, congratulations. I want to give a shout out to Auburn. Uh, they just won an overtime against Alabama. True. They kind of let they, they should not have even come overtime. Game. But uh, Auburn's doing this on purpose, Tate. They've won <laughs> four of their last five games have gone to overtime, and they've won all four of them. They also beat Furman earlier in the year. Furman, sleeper team. Keep your eye on Furman. Got a little birdie uh, chirping at me saying Furman uh, is going to make some noise in March. So lock that one in. Get that one on camera yeah. as well and tweet that to the yeah. Furman people. <laughs> yes, the, the Furman account will follow for <laughs> sure. Fantastic. Um, so Auburn has won. <laughs> Moses is chomping. <laughs> Wake up, buddy. We're going to need you here in a second. Auburn has won five. They've they've played in five overtime games this season. Mm. They've won all five of them. They four of their last five games have gone to overtime, and they've won all of them. The one that didn't was against Kentucky. Uh, so shout out Auburn. I, I think they're doing it on purpose at this point. And if you're Auburn, you already have all these you know like memories from last year and close games and having to deal with that whole situation. So it's nice to see they've gotten over the demons and they're winning these mm-hmm. games uh, outside of Kentucky. Obviously, I also want to shout out Trey Jones for uh, mm-hmm. the the thing against uh, uh, North Carolina again because I don't know if you saw this tape. Marcus <laughs> Howard tried to do it. Against what Villanova. happened? Marcus Howard tried to do the miss on purpose thing and completely missed the rim. And uh, it just highlighted how improbable, how lucky it was, how yeah, lucky it exactly. was. Yeah, who isn't that crazy? What what luck, man? You know what I mean, uh, I don't people... know if you thought about, it, but like if Trey Jones tried to do that a million times, I think he probably only does it once. And <laughs> yeah. it just so happened to be that one time that it hit really. Yeah, I was crazy, this, isn't it? <laughs> let me just tell you, I don't think Tyus Jones could do that on a good day. Uh, so it really hurt. Um, another shout out, South Carolina. They received their NCAA notice of allegations uh, over the federal hoops probe. Um, so all that's coming out. Oh, the really? silver uh, PJ Dozier, um, and we talked about this a long time ago but you know you see the numbers five thousand eight hundred sixty five dollars in bribes i think pj dozier's it was five thousand dollars worth yeah, of bribes i mean i think that's he's nothing. worth more than that you know what that's I mean? nothing yeah so that's a so that's news that's an average wednesday for me <laughs> bribing people that's ridiculous uh i want to shout out texas tech as well texas tech beat tcu by 46 on monday Ooh. night texas tech is lurking uh when we did the podcast out of when we were still doing it out of the garage um and we had Harry from Against All Odds on. <laughs> I brought up that Texas Tech is a team I have my eye on as, as a as a Final Four type team that that is like does not have great odds to do anything in March. Mm-hmm. I will not count Texas Tech out. Chris Beard is a phenomenal coach. They just crushed the hell out of TCU. Which I listen. I know TCU isn't TCU beat them earlier this year though. So um, Texas Tech is lurking. I just want to bring that to America's yes. attention. Like I don't want you to be surprised 
when Texas Tech just starts crushing people like they do. Or makes another Final Four run. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. they're good enough to do it. They really are. So uh, shout out to them. And finally, San Diego State. Um, (laughs) I watched the game against New Mexico. I I decided the, the, what is it, the VAS Center? That's what we call it? Yeah. Yeah. It's rocking. We got to get down there. We got to get down to a game down there. And I you saw- are you are antsy to get down and to have the Aztec fans just welcome you well, and, and just fall in love with the fact that you believed in them. I believed in since them they were yeah, twenty since and they 0. Were twenty and zero. <laughs> Ever since they were twenty and zero. No, it's the same thing. It's pandering. I really. Yeah. I see. I see that there's a. Where's yeah, the camera? Where's, where's my the, camera? Where's the camera? <laughs> uh, what more do they have to do? Yeah. Are they undefeated enough? Are you kidding me? Are they <laughs> not in the one seat in the West? <laughs> um, no, you want to go down? Can I talk you into going to a game with me? Yes. Should yes. we go to the final home game if they're still undefeated? Yes. Who's it against? It's Colorado State. Okay. I want to lock it in that we're going February twenty fifth. Right. If, they're, if they're undefeated, if they lose between now and then, I'm out. I, I'm very much off the bandwagon. My best case but, scenario is we go to that game. They are still undefeated, and they lose that game, and we are convinced like that we are the curse. Yeah. Yeah. And then we start doing that every year. We just try to find the teams. The last time we try to team, curse them, yeah, Bobby yeah. Hurley. We just go down there and we're just like sitting there, Arizona State. People. Just this one's like, for the, the yeah. yeah. This one's for you, Bob Knight. And then we <laughs> pop champagne with the seventy-six users. <laughs> Run out. There you go. Um, yeah. Do you see the? By the way, uh, the old ladies of San Diego State that. Uh, yeah, the new we, sister we jeans. Get, yeah, the, there's two of them, but they're actually watching their team in the regular season. Unlike Sister Jean. <laughs> Sisters Jean. Yeah, know. they're following their team actually throughout the Do we the know year. their they names? Just, they don't just pop up in the Sweet 16 and say, yeah, I've been a fan all year. Oh, yeah, I've been here all the yeah, whole time. Yeah, right. <laughs> me? Watch me shoot. We don't know their names. we got to get them on the podcast, baby. Okay, yeah, so we'll if get you're, the full story. If you're their agent. They have to sign what it do, baby. Um, all right, are we ready, Moses? Come on, come here, buddy. Here's here's what's going to happen. We have Moses in the uh, in the building. Um, if you want to see his beautiful face, as I said, go to the Fox Sports YouTube page. <laughs> We are going to have him pick games, um, but I just, I just, I, I, as I was going over which games we should have him pick, Tate, I thought yeah. there's a lot of big games this weekend. How do we, <laughs> how do we discern what games are important, which mm. which games are worthy of Moses? And then I'm watching the Westminster Dog Show, and I realized, what if Moses just picks games between two dog mascots? Okay, I like it. Okay, so we have two such games. <laughs> are there we, enough games for this? <laughs> there okay. are two. Okay, we have the Samford Bulldogs. Ooh. Versus the Citadel Bulldogs. That's on Saturday. Citadel is a military school for people that do it not is. know. Yeah, congratulations. And then we have the Georgetown Hoyas, which like technically no one knows what a Hoya is, but their mascot is a bulldog. Yeah, they're playing Butler. Mm. They're playing at Butler on Saturday. That's mm. on Fox on two thirty Eastern. On Fox. So we're gonna have Moses pick these games. I got to lift them up. You're gonna have to give a play by play of what he's. Yeah. Uh, of what's so going Moses on. is down on the floor right now, and uh, he is not sure that he is actually making these picks. In fact. He he doesn't know anything about the Citadel or Sanford. Um, he just knows that Daniel got snubbed, and he's just trying to defend the breed at all costs. He's fully on the table now. Moses taking a seat, still stoic, still looking spry, happy. still looking strong. He hates this. All right, Moses. Are you ready, buddy? I'm going to put... Okay, so the first game we're doing is He's Samford. like, I need all the bags of snacks. Samford and Citadel. So Samford's going to be on the left. We'll put it on his left. We'll put it right by his left paw. Yes. Hold, hold on. Let's make it. Samford is this one. Yes. Citadel is the right one. Moses, put your chin up. Let's play fair. Okay, go ahead. When you're ready. Go, Moses. Okay. Samford. He picks Samford. So uh, big showdown in whatever conference that is. Look it up for yourself. I'm putting my computer down so we get full Moe's view. All right. We also have... Moses, where's your camera? We also have Georgetown and Butler. Georgetown at Butler. So we have Georgetown is, is the left one. Butler is most... Come on, sit up here. Let's go like this. George, 
Georgetown on the left. Ball there right here. <laughs> Chin up, Moses. Don't cheat. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Oh wow! Uh, is he going baller? Is he okay? Wow. He, he's going baller. Oh. He's going baller. Oh, you thought he's going baller? Oh, I think it's going to overtime, <laughs> and I think Georgetown's going to win in overtime. So go ahead and mark that down. If you're a better right now, there it is. Regula- regulation, definitely oh. okay, but wait for overtime, Moses. Congratulations, Moses. Moses. Speak, speak, speak into the mic, Moses. Speak. There it is. There it is. The softest bark in the world. Is that it, Tate? Do you have anything else? I uh, No, that was a beautiful moment. Those are great picks. Can we just keep doing this? Can we keep finding dog games for Moses to pick? Or just, any game. Any any game. Just Moses, have him pick anything. you're the whisperer. That's it. That's the show. We'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> thank you, Moses, for being the best. We'll see you guys. Perfect. Perfect.